Hello, my name is Nicole Van Gelder, and I want to welcome you to Choosing Happily Ever After, a podcast that focuses on values and practical tools that help us have peace, joy, and confidence so that we can create our own happy homes and lives. No fairy godmothers required. Wake up and live. I have this quote hanging up right now, actually in the room that I'm sitting in. It's in my coffee area because what helps you do this better than coffee, right? (laughs) I have a quote board. You change out the letters to put different quotes on it. And I was looking for a quote one day. Actually, it was kind of in a hurry, but the room didn't feel finished without something on it. And so I was just trying to get a quote on there real quick. (laughs) And I saw this one. It's actually a Bob Marley quote. So I threw it up there thinking that it was only going to be temporary until I could put something better up. But it only took a little while because it was up there for a couple days before I got back to having the time to maybe change it. And I realized that it was actually a message to me. And so it's still on that board. Wake up and live. Like you and everyone else listening to this, my life changed in 2020. Things were uprooted, priorities were challenged, options were limited, and this wasn't all bad. Not to make light of the tragedy of this past year and a half or so, but there were some things about that time that I really enjoyed. (laughs) I think a lot of people fell into that same category where there were some inconveniences for sure, (laughs) not making light of the tragedies of the past year, year and a half, but there were some good things that came out of this time as well. But I've noticed something. I don't know about your heart, but the disconnection has not been all good for mine. You know, the unplugging gave me opportunity to look at my life with fresh eyes. It allowed me to reconsider my priorities and my life in general. I began to dream about what was possible without those dreams being hindered by practicality or things that they would have been hindered by previous to that time. Like it expanded what I felt was possible. It removed some of the, you know, tyranny of the urgent and the distraction from my life. And all of that has been really good in my heart. I love when my whole family is together and we had a lot of time together in 2020 and I cherish that. So there's a lot that has been good for my heart. And some of it was how it impacted my vision and how it caused my life to dream again. You know, and life really is what we make it. And so we have to see something beyond where we are or our life will never change because we make it what we can see. So it's good for us to dream and to see past our current reality. In many ways, some of the fruit of 2020 has been to give me a new lease on life. It was a wake-up call. I began to dream about life, what life I wanted to create once it was over. I was thinking about how I would live differently, how I wouldn't waste my time on things that don't really matter, and so on and so forth. I've talked to others who have experienced the same thing. It had a way of taking some of the things that we thought were really important, removing them from our lives and us realizing that maybe we were better off. You know, maybe this thing that we thought was so important isn't as important as we thought. I'm thankful for all of that. But 
2020 woke me up and 2021 is waking me up as well, but it's in a completely different way. What I didn't realize is that while 2020 woke me up in some ways, it also made me more self-focused. You know, I am kind of embarrassed to admit it because I do not tolerate laziness at all, but I think 2020 made me lazier. It made me care less in a personal way. I mean, I still care globally about people. I still wanted to do good, but I wanted to contribute financially maybe, or I wanted to do something in a generic way that would help more than actually feeling a personal connection to as many people and what they were going through. I've realized that 2020 actually dulled my senses in some ways. And honestly, I don't know how it couldn't. There was so much constantly happening that it was too much to be able to take it all in and process all of it all the time. You know, when you get bombarded continually, it's going to actually dull your senses. It's going to shut you down because you're just not created to be able to be constantly processing that type of information all the time, that type of pressure. The problem, though, with not seeing clearly is that you aren't seeing clearly (laughs) and you don't realize it. Your thinking is clouded, your mind is dulled, and this has been true of me. But I didn't realize that my thinking was clouded. In fact, I thought that I was coming to some good conclusions that in hindsight were actually, it was diluted thinking. I was dulled, my thinking was clouded, I was self-focused, I was disconnected from the world, but also in some ways disconnected from what the Lord was trying to do or is doing in the world around me as well. So let me give you an example. Maybe I should quit my job. This is a thought that I had a lot. And on the surface, it's a great idea. It seems like one that would be rooted in correct priorities. After all, I'm a homeschooling mom of a gaggle of kids. (laughs) I have more than enough to do. And it's so important to be engaging with my kids in this season, you know, you don't get a do-over with your kids. And so to be engaged and to be present and to be there and to do it well, that's really, really important. The thing is, is that at one time I felt very, very strongly like I was supposed to be in the job I have. And so I'm beginning to wonder, maybe I should quit my job. And I'm remembering the conviction, the strong conviction that I had about being in this job, but I'm beginning to think maybe I was wrong. I saw it all wrong. I've been wrong this whole time. You know, these are the thoughts that I've been having and I'm beginning to think that it was a mistake and look at what it cost me all these years of not being able to be fully home all the time and blah, blah, blah. (laughs) And don't get me wrong. I think being a stay-at-home mom is one of the very best things in the entire world. I have great value for it. So if you're listening to this, don't think I'm advising you away from it. I would not do that. (laughs) But in my case, I felt very strongly that I was supposed to be working with my husband, that it was really important and it mattered, that I didn't even need to fully understand why, but there was something about it from the Lord. And so... (laughs) That's why my husband and I made the decision for me to actually be working. You know, for years, I was a part of the church without actually having a job. And it was from that same conviction. And then it became an actual role on staff. And this has always been intentional. It has always been because I felt like it was what the Lord had led me into. You know, in my heart, 
In fact, I've always been a stay-at-home mom. So much so <laughs> that I have filled out a form at a doctor's office at least once, but I think I've actually done this multiple times with my insurance information and it's insurance that I have through my job. But when it asked what my job was, I would put that I was a homemaker or a stay-at-home mom, which <laughs> I don't know if you realize, but you don't actually get insurance benefits with that job. <laughs> The best job in the world, but the benefits, while amazing, are not usually very practical in terms of insurance and payment. (laughs) But I have just naturally identified as a stay-at-home mom for most of my time being a mom, even though for most of my time I've also had another role. You know, I've naturally identified as a stay-at-home mom, but it's taken me a really long time to begin to see myself as a pastor or senior leader of a church. In fact, it's something that I'm still on that journey. I still don't own that very comfortably. Again, this is just an example from my life. I'm not trying to say anything about yours and don't misunderstand. Maybe there will be a day that I'll once again be a stay-at-home mom. (laughs) I don't know what the future holds. I know that if that day comes, Jamie would support it 100%. But (laughs) as I began to have the thought, you know, maybe I should quit my job, I would have that thought more than once. And I began to process it out loud with my husband it became quickly apparent that I wasn't actually thinking clearly, that my thinking was clouded, that there was no vision in it that was actually me being propelled toward something. It wasn't about the more in any area. It was all about less. It was about escaping responsibility. It was about escaping pressure. It was about lack of vision. You know, it was about selfishness and self-focus. It was about having less. Simplifying your life is a beautiful thing, but I've discovered that sometimes we have to be careful because the purpose of simplifying one area is so that something else can be more. And if we're just constantly trying to minimize things, then it's just because we're actually perhaps looking for escape. We're trying to escape responsibility. We're trying to escape (laughs) from having to do what it is that's on our plate. And this is what the Lord spoke to me so clearly one day. He told me (laughs) that I was looking for ways to minimize everything, but that I was misunderstanding the day I was in because this isn't the day to minimize. In fact, he said so clearly that this is the day that I'm supposed to maximize. And I don't just mean my job. I use that as a practical example, but the truth is I feel like the Lord has spoken so clearly to me that this is the day to maximize and that it means every area of my life, my marriage, my family, other relationships, homeschooling, ministry opportunities, the dreams of my heart, so on and so forth. In other words, I feel like the Lord is waking me up because it is time to wake up and live. And as I have begun to wake up, I realized that some of the weariness that I had been feeling isn't actually real. Instead, it was an attitude of my heart. It was a delusion. And I'm just going to be honest and tell you that I'm still coming out of it. I know that there are many reasons to be weary. And most of us have felt weary at least part of the time because there is just so much happening. There are so many reasons to be discouraged, to be confused, to feel weary. But the truth of the matter is that that weariness comes only if you're focused on the wrong thing. Because when you look at Jesus, all weariness fades and mercy covers. 
Grace sustains you. Hope rises. As I have begun to wake up, (laughs) I realize that this is actually a day of brilliant opportunities and possibilities, that it's a day of wonder. You know, to maximize something means to make the best use of or make something as large and great as possible. What a beautiful thought to make every area in your life as large and great as possible, to make the best use of it, to be a good steward. I feel like this is what the Lord has asked of me, and I don't think it's just an opportunity that he's giving me. I think it's actually a responsibility. You know, the Lord's given me gifts and talents. He's put people into my life. He has given me the keys of his kingdom, for crying out loud. (laughs) So there is nothing that he has withheld from me. There are so many heroes of faith that have lived through times more trying than mine, and yet they did great exploits that changed earth and are recorded in heaven. I have no excuse not to do the same. This is all personal for me. I'm just being transparent about my journey right now. I don't know where you're at, but I'm waking up. I'm shaking the cobwebs from my head and heart, if you will. And those, by the way, are there because I wasn't using them as I should be. I don't know where you're at. Maybe you're someplace else. Maybe you're just trying to survive. If so, grace to you, mercy to you in this season. But if any of this resonates with you, I'm going to do my best to share my journey as I go. And I want to invite you to join me. And in closing, I'm just going to share two (laughs) more stories. You know, recently we had some guests here visiting us and I had never met them before. I had never talked to them. Um, It was a new relationship. And so I was just kind of getting to know them a little bit. And as I was hearing some of the stories about their life and some of the adventures they'd had with the Lord and just kind of their journey, how their journey had been unfolding over time, I was so encouraged. It was a reminder to me about how beautiful life is when you're following Jesus. Because life with the Lord really is a grand adventure. My son and I were talking about that later that same day when he came to talk to Jamie and I about a couple of things. And then I was just remarking to him, you know, there's so much religion misses. If you are religiously minded about your relationship with the Lord, you miss so much of the beauty of it. It's this adventure. He leads us. He guides us. He speaks to us. We don't have full understanding. We don't know exactly how something's going to work out. We don't always understand why he asked us to do something or what this means, <laughs> but we follow him. And on the way, there's this beautiful unfolding. You know, life with God is a grand adventure and there is no excuse for it not to be. 2020 didn't change that. <laughs> Nothing could change that. We just have to have the eyes to see. We have to have our heart engaged. We have to stay connected to that part of our relationship with the Lord. Lastly, I want to share a little bit to you from Revelation 3. Now, I know this is a specific word to a specific church, and there are several layers to it, but it cut me to the core, and so I'm going to share it with you, and I'm going to share it out of the message. This is a letter that's written to the church of Sardis. I'm only going to read part of the letter, but it says this, I see right through your work. You have a reputation for vigor and zest, but you're dead, stone dead. Up on your feet. Take a deep breath. Maybe there's life in you yet, but I wouldn't know it by looking at your busy work. Nothing of God's work has been completed. Your condition is desperate. Think of the gift you once had in your hands, the message you heard with your ears. Grasp it again and turn back to God. If you pull the covers back over your head and sleep on, oblivious to God, 
I'll return when you least expect it, break into your life like a thief in the night. And then it goes on. I don't mean to be so intense, especially in closing. But I think there is something in this that resonates with me for now. And I think that perhaps it's not just for me, but there's something about this day where it's time that we get back up on our feet, that we take a deep breath, that we discover that there is still life inside of us, that there is a work that God has done that is yet to be completed, and that it's time for us to grasp again what the Lord has said to us what he's given to us, and to turn to him, and to keep on the journey. You know, there's actually so much potential in this day, personally for each of us, but also for what the Lord wants to do in the world. It's full of wonder and possibility. We just need to wake up for it. It's time to wake up and live. I hope that you'll join me. I just want to say thank you for listening. I want to bless you and I want to invite you to join me right here again next time. I think I'm going to be staying on this topic perhaps for a little while and I'm just going to share with you what I learn as I go. And always in the meantime, you can find me on social media by searching for Nicole Van Gelder, The House. But also there are some exciting things in the works that are going to be launching this fall, both here and at Joyfield Home. So you can please stay tuned to that as well. But really just bless you wherever you're at. I hope that this encourages you, <laughs> maybe slightly convicts you if you are being encouraged to wake up, but mostly encourages you that there are precious things in this season and there is a reason to stay engaged and to stay awake and to be a part of what the Lord is going to do. Blessings to you.